police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims. Killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them, and that he was also a necrophiliac. <laughs> Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of the Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, along with our narrator for today, Todd Fox. And that's all we got for today. Unfortunately, Gabby Gabs is out busy, she won't be able to make it to our show today. But we're going to hold it down. And I'm actually in the studio with my man Todd, so it might sound a little better with the voices. So let's get it into it. So um, without further ado, let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just type in the Grinding True Crimes, and you can follow us, leave us a comment, like our page. We greatly appreciate it. If you want to just listen to us, go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchors, iTunes, and Pandora. And for, all, for those faithful listeners outside of the country... You can listen to us on Podchaser, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Once again, go to redbubble.com, type in Todd Fox 80, and purchase some merchandise courtesy of Grinding True Crime. And as always, give us a five-star liking. Okay? It would very much help. It will. <clears throat> and uh, for those who didn't listen to our previous episode of Part 1 of uh, the Jonestown uh, Massacre, Massacre, Want you guys to know that uh, listener's discretion is advised. Todd gave us a warning last week, and this is part two of it. So, listener's discretion is advised. We do go into details. Without all being said, I am going to stop talking and let Todd take it away. Man, you know, I like the way it sounds right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping this COVID can end so we can be in studio. It, sound it's, a lot it sounds a lot better, man. I'm not yeah. even going to lie. <clears throat> A lot better. I'm pretty sure we're going to get some comments because of that. But um, Yes, sir. Let's uh, recap, first of all, what happened in the first okay. uh, episode. Uh, you know, Jim Jones came out of nowhere as a, you know, just decided to be a preacher, was raised on his own. You know, he... Preacher boy. A preacher boy. Yeah, and he came out there and he was just doing his thing. And, um, you know, he got a following. He was very charismatic. He got people. He got a church. Um, he came along in a time where there was still a lot of racial tension <clears throat> he actually brought people together, but for diabolical reasons, mm-hmm. uh, to make money, to brainwash, and uh, he became a uh, faith healer, and uh, you know, like donate by you know all kinds of like different tricks that he did. So, and then uh, we got to a part where they got out of Indianapolis, they moved to uh, Northern California, Ukiah, which you know Ukiah. very well, know it very well. Yeah, and uh, so then, so then uh, he also had an office in San Francisco. They started finding out that kids were getting abused, and there was, uh, you know, people were upset that their loved ones were cutting them off. So you had different um, um, legalities and um, organizations investigating. So that's where we're at. Right now, he he, had, he was like the Jesus of them, basically. Yes, follow you know, he leave was a, everything and follow him. Yeah, he cut the Jesus out, you know, 
He's like, if you read the Bible, just <laughs> replace my name with Jesus and make it Jim Jones. So that's what he did. Is that how he sounded too? That's, no, I don't know. No, actually, you, you'll hear him. He has a bit of a list. Oh, yeah, that's right. You yeah. say you got audio. Yeah, yeah. I got some audio that we're going to play towards the end. So uh, that's where the <clears throat> listener discretion is going to be advised because there are some things that you don't want to hear because you're going to be hearing the last moments of people's lives. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> so with that being said, it's definitely going to be some killing. Yes, definitely, definitely. Definitely. So, let's get into it. Shall we? Yes. Um, so again, this was all happening in the 70s. The government's coming down hard on the communal lifestyle of this, uh, of this group, which now they went from giving them the moniker of being a true religion to now a cult. And mm. so, <clears throat> it was wearing on the local leaders that uh, they have 3,000 members, you know, in 45 different settlements and properties from Northern California down to Los Angeles, California. Dang, man. So they, they're moving on up. Yeah, they're moving on up. And remember, in last week's episode, too, they were doing bus rides across the nation. So they were trying to recruit. Was there a picture of him on the bus? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I did not see one. There, there's, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. There probably is, but just nowhere here. It's probably within the FBI or because mm. they get involved later on. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So the government agencies would also figure out uh, the disciplinary actions of the organization when they would do paddle beatings and whippings to young children and teenagers. Are you serious? Yeah, so they were they were outright beating their kids. So, so corporate punishment in the church. Definitely, definitely. Wow. And it wasn't just a church; it was a lifestyle. It was an everyday thing. So it's mm. not like oh, we're going to church on Sunday. No, you're going to church every day. You're hearing this dude's sermon wow. every day. Yeah. So um, to also stop, here's a, here's a sad but funny thing, to also stop quarreling between, like, say, for instance, disagreements with family members and stuff like that. Because remember, this dude's basically picking, saying, hey, Matt, I want you to sleep with so-and-so. Or, hey, Todd, yeah, I want right, you to sleep with so-and-so. Right. He's picking and arranging marriages, even if those people are already married. So, <laughs> and they're cool with it. Wow. Because it's Jim Jones. <laughs> who? <laughs> Jim Jones. That's who? <laughs> <laughs> You're all who? So you can be the DJ. <laughs> I, I just, I guess, man. I it's different time for different folks. I guess this was the seventies. Yeah, and then this was in the height of like, or probably the tail end of the whole uh, free love stuff. That is true. I didn't <clears throat> think of that. Yeah, yeah. but even era. then, these people are like, you know. But he would to stop fights between members. Mm -hmm. He would hold boxing matches for the adults. You know what? I don't think that's not a bad idea. <laughs> but for his amusement. But for, well, I mean, not for his cause, but, you know, that would be a pretty fun thing. Yeah, but he wasn't like, oh, I'm really concerned why uh, she stole her flower pot. No, he was like, you know, I want to see these two people hit each other. <laughs> he would laugh, you know. It was all for amusement. I uh, mean, he was a very power-controlling person. Oh, absolutely. He would sometimes have males fight females. Are you serious? In a boxing match. Okay, now he's taking <laughs> yeah. it too far. Yeah, so there's that, too. There was also a lot of shaming and shunning in the congregation if you uh, got out of line, missteps. Basically, like, <clears throat> if you're walking in the communal area and they know you've been shunned or you've created a sin against the, the temple or Jim Jones, mm -hmm. they would spit on them. Are you serious? Yeah, they would spit on the, their fellow member. Like, like yeah. you know, like, like jerk. You know what I mean? Um, so he had that kind of, like, he... Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, come on, this is pre-COVID, too, so, you know. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't dare do that today. Yeah, 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 not at all. 
Um, so at this particular time, Jim Jones is finding out that local leaders and agencies are investigating his temple. So Thank he was God. looking for an exit plan, to be exact, um, because there were communists in a country that did not like communists at the time. Because remember, the Cold War is over. Mm-hmm. It's the 70s. We still hate Russia. I mean, <clears throat> we hate him to this day. Uh, no offense, Russian fans. No um, offense. Yeah, yeah. Just, just how it is. Politics. Politics-wise, not yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. Don't hate the people. Love the Russians. <laughs> so anyway, um, they were looked at as somewhat a dangerous uh, type cult, like the Black Panthers of the day, the white supremacists. Are you serious? Yeah, they were because now they're seeing armed guards. So they're thinking, Damn. hey, you know, this is a ser- you know, what other religion has armed guards? This reminds me of a episode you did a while back of uh, the guard who was actually killing people from a religious cult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, so this kind of gave me a little flashback. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's getting worse and worse. So Jim Jones wanted to leave the country ASAP. So in 1970... So he, he <clears throat> knew they were on him. Yeah, he knew they were on him. It was only a matter of time. Um, so he wanted to leave for the country of South America. Um, he dreamed and preached there, remember, years prior mm-hmm. from episode one. He went to Ghana. So he often tested the faith of his followers and worshipers by saying that their lives could be dictated or taken from them by anyone unless they decided to um, to control it themselves, which suicide uh, to them, like a revolutionary suicide, was the way to change the, t- uh, the tide in their favor to where if they're going to get arrested, prosecuted, their kids taken, they can take themselves out and say, hey, we controlled our own exit. Mm. And it was going to take us to a better place. Mm. So he had an exit plan plus an exit plan, and he's trying to beat this into their heads. So if it, if all else fail, you know what to do. Pretty take much. Take yourself out. <clears throat> Pretty much. And uh, he was finding out who was going to be there to take the ultimate uh, sacrifice and go the extra mile. So in 1974, the first members of the People's Temple came down to Guyana, about 40 to 60 of them, and they began to start farming and building communal housing for those who would start coming down there in a year or two. Mm-hmm. But they were upset right away because the land was not fertile as the, as promised, and it was very hard to grow crops, and bad conditions uh, were also supported by poor soil. Mm. <laughs> so, so he made all these empty promises. Yeah, he said, come to a land of milk and honey. and <laughs> But there was no milk and honey. <laughs> Just water and what? He's all, the milk was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! He, yeah, he was their modern day Moses, pretty much, man. Well, not really, because Moses actually. Oh yeah, he, yeah. he actually came he through. Actually came through. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, this guy, not so much. Um, and the villagers from the surrounding communities were not pl- uh, pleased by the outsiders from another country when they came down, so they did not help them in inhabiting their land in their own backyard. So they're not going to give them tips to grow things because obviously they're they're the they've been there for a while. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, no, we ain't going to help those Americans, you know? And they're, they're thinking they're spies or whatever like that, so they don't trust them. They know? were like, you on your own, son. Exactly, exactly. So at the same time, for the next two years, while they were building things up and trying to farm the area and gaining more land for the area to be inhabited by Jim Jones and his people, uh, Jim Jones would make propaganda videos, which is, this is pretty funny, where he would go into town and buy fresh fruit and vegetables, then show them off on the video uh you know, for propaganda use mm-hmm. in Northern California to show what a safe haven this is and a great place to grow crops. You lying <laughs> heathen. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. 
Um, but the people that were there also, although they were upset with the results, still believed in his actual future and his message. So the brainwashing wow. continues, although the results weren't in front of them. They believed that the faith, uh, their, through their faith in him, things would come around and Jonestown would flourish. They really liked this guy. Oh, yeah. He was charismatic. Very charismatic. Wow. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see a picture of him when we post it. Like, I posted part one today. Did he look like somebody that can could, could be very charismatic or draw yeah. the attention? Yeah. Okay. yeah, he did. All right. He did. He had that look. He had that look and his sound, too. Even though he had that lisp and you kind of want to laugh sometimes, he had that sound about him and his way with words. Got you. Yeah. So, so much that uh, so that they believed in the message that the um, the villagers and other communal people came down there. They would give, the or the ones that worked down there at the time, they would give thanks to to not God, but Jim Jones. It was a requirement that at the end of the day, you had to be like, all right, there's three things that Jim provided for me today. Even though Jim is 3,000 miles away. Wow. Jim, wow. It's like, hey, Tim, remember when you pulled that banana off that tree? Jim put that banana there. <laughs> there's one right there. There's one right there. And then you got to be like, well... That saw, you know, or when I cut that tree, it almost fell on me. Jim, Jim moved the tree so it didn't fall on me. Are That's, you serious? Yeah, yeah. They had to give praise. Like, like although we're starving and the soil sucks, mm, that grass tasted really good. And that was because of Jim. Jim provided for good old Jim Jones. <laughs> we got all the grass we need, Matt. I can't believe this, man. Yeah. That's how brainwashed these people are. That's just, uh, you know what? And they also probably why a lot of people don't really follow religion because of you know stories like this that's you know? the yeah that's a problem and i hope i don't deter anybody from no yeah, yeah absolutely not that's not our yeah yeah because you, you believe <clears throat> you believe what you want to believe or what strengthens you or or stuff that gets you through the day i mean a lot of people um don't need that much to believe mm -hmm. and like you said like these kind of people come around and just rip people mm -hmm. off and, and just screw with their lives so it sucks which is sad. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they felt this, his divine intervention is what they called it. On a daily basis, they had to give at least three examples of what um, of his will being done to carry out tasks to better their lives. So they would pretty much pray in, in groups at night. So at the same time as this is going on in 1976, Congressman Leo Ryan. Remember that name. Leo Ryan. Leo Ryan. Um. He started a coalition uh, of people and agencies to very uh, much get to the financial side and figure out, you know, where the money's going, where the families are at, because the families are complaining they haven't seen their their loved ones in a long time. We're talking grandkids, nephews, nieces, aunts, brothers, sisters. People are missing, and they're not returning the phone calls. They're not trying to get back in touch with them. They're they're saying, hey, you know, you don't belong to the temple. You don't belong to us. Like we belong to Jim. Wow. Yeah. So they've given their lives completely. Just disowned everything. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. And because of this, Jim Jones, in 1977, left the United States for the final time and set out for Ghana. Um, he set in motion his sermons via radio up to Southern California and Northern California churches while he was down there planning a mass exodus of over a 1,000 followers by the end of September 1977. Wow. Yeah. Um, which he managed to get over a thousand followers to come down to Guyana and his workers uh, in the meantime, in those two years, were working feverishly to get everything ready for when the people came down. 
Uh, some houses had two families in them because there was too many people and not enough houses yet. And he planned on migrating the final 2,000 members uh, in the coming year. Um, but it was getting harder to migrate people down because of U.S. Customs, Border Patrols, and the fact that they were on to them that they were leaving in mass mm. numbers. So, And that was due to Leo Ryan. Leo Ryan was the only one following this group like, hey, man, there's something wrong with this group. You know, we got to stop them. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so as people began to arrive in Jonestown, they realized that there were armed guards everywhere and that there were shipments of Bibles but the Bibles were uh, hollowed out, and they were loaded with either weapons or small. Are you serious? Yes, small guns, yeah. So I'm, about, I'm actually surprised they had Bibles. Yeah. Well, why would you need a Bible when you got Jim? That's what I'm saying. Like he he is the Bible. Yeah. He's like the Bible flows <laughs> through my veins <laughs> and into your ears. That's that mafioso stuff, man. That that they'll hide like stuff in the Bibles and cut the. That's Wow. Yeah. They yeah. really were like a cult. They were ahead of their time, too. Yeah, you're right. And so they also, once once they passed those areas, they got to acres and acres of land and farming. Uh, they had a huge pavilion in the middle, which was this big awning where pretty much it was for Jim specially to, to sit up underneath the this big thing to keep him covered for the weather you know so he doesn't wow. get so he doesn't get sunburned by the heat or the rain but everybody else do but everyone else is you wow. know exposed you know but he has a nice comfortable chair and everything else like that Did they carry him too on a on a carriage no he actually walked up but he was on <laughs> drugs he was high a lot of times oh really yeah he was high a lot um but they had to sit on the grass on the outskirts you know no what grass no chairs no 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 not even benches not even those uncomfortable wow football benches um so yeah, you had that, and then you had the uh, there was a preaching area, like I said, and the, uh, there was a school, there was a radio station, five big communal buildings, and uh, also a bunch of shacks for the other families. Then there was a huge house, of course, for Jim Jones. He had the biggest. He had the biggest house, the of nicest, course. of course. Um, the first few months of him preaching, there was an uh, he was to establish himself as supreme leader. And someone that needs to prey on those and show 100% devotion and love to the, the ones that come down. He was preaching the fact that nuclear war was inevitable. It was going to happen. And they had to leave here and to get down to this safe haven. And if the U.S. government found them, they had to make the ultimate sacrifice and control their own destiny. So, <clears throat> and this and the, to be pure, because their children were... Um, they had to stay pure by keeping their children in their hands because he, he feared that all their children would be taken away from them. So he was using their children as pawns, too. So um, wow. he, he wanted a revolutionary suicide. Wow. Know? He wanted to send a message. So, mm. so as the months went on, the work kept on going to fortify the village and the outside and the inside and the crops to, to maintain now the, the large amounts of people that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jim Jones uh, was also uh, wearing, wearing out the PA system in the middle of the night by blaring a warning. This warning was called white noise, hmm. which right. he was training them to where if the U.S. government were to come in, that they would have to plan on what they were going to do to commit suicide. And it was basically, hey, it's time to, to, do, to put things in motion. But he did this. Random times during the day, at night, 
and it was followed up by sermons that were there for three or four hours. So you mean to tell me he might do this at like two o'clock in the morning, wake you up, and then do a three-hour sermon? Yeah, and, and then you go back to bed for about an hour or two, mm-hmm. and then you got to go back to the fields and work. Because remember, you're not getting paid for this stuff. It's all voluntary, man. And you've got you've got a PA system throughout the entire place, man. <laughs> this Jim Jones man, this who he was. Wow, it was like mass suicide drills. So for four hours, they'd be talking about stuff. They'd be talking about the future, possibly going to Russia because Russia at this time found out about them and was offering them asylum. Really? Yeah, they could actually go to Russia and get asylum, political oh, asylum. Wow. But in the end, you'll find out why, you know, you find out that Jim doesn't want to take that route. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, he was, he was doing this during the week. And um, so basically... If you didn't get enough of him doing that in the middle of the night, dragging you out during the week, or listening to him as you were farming in the fields because he was on a PA system, Mm -hmm. his radio and his voice and different sermons were being played 24 hours a day. So if you were trying to eat, you were listening to Jim Jones. If you are trying to rest, you are listening to Jim Jones. If you were actually able to have sex with someone you wanted to have sex with... You're listening to Jim Jones. <laughs> exactly. You, boy, look at here. All, the, all they needed is someone to be like, Jim Jones on the radio. <laughs> Ghana radio. Jim Jones, 24-7. What this, is, this Jim Jones character, man, he, uh, he's something else. He he's is, something right? else, man. These yeah. people. Yeah. Gullible. Gullible is all hell, right? I'm sorry, man. I, 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 I know I say it, but I really couldn't follow orders like that, man. Mm-hmm. That's too Heck much. No. That's too That's much. That's way too much. Well, you see the kind of people that we talked about that he recruited in part one. You know, so True. he's preying off these people. True. And it's unfortunate. And, it's, and it's, so in 1978, after all these things keep occurring on a nightly basis or every other night, something bad happens to Jim Jones and affects all of Jonestown. What happened? His mom, Lynette, passed away. That set Jim into a paranoid, drug-infested, like, just way of thinking. He decided, you know what? We need more white noise. We need more more of those those, uh, uh, gatherings. So uh, he, on one night, brought a thousand people, the entire manifestation of that Jim Jones town. Brought him out to the pavilion where he was nice and cozy, and he had him sit around in front of the PA system, and he forced him to drink Kool Aid in the middle of the night. Yeah, Kool Aid, Kool Aid, and he said that it was all laced with uh, with uh, what do you call it? PCP? With, no, poison. Whoa! And that you're all gonna die in minutes. Now, certain, and he stood quiet, said nothing, did nothing on his chair, had his armed guards right next to him. Wow! And for the most part, it was said that about maybe 15, 20% of the crowd was freaking out. Everyone else accepted the fate. Wow. So then he stood up and began to clap and said, these are my people. You are my disciples. This is what I wanted to see. Yes, some of you did not follow and, and did not trust me, but the vast majority of you are my The vast majority <laughs> of you <laughs> <laughs> you scared me for yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wanted he talked normal, then he just started freaking out. No, but he he basically it just was a test. It was a huge test. So he knew he had him wrapped around his finger. Dang. 
Yeah, so the loyalty was there. Well, I mean, you said most of these people were black, right? Well, about 70, 80% of them were. And you give them Kool-Aid? <laughs> Jeez. I didn't say that. Hey, I can say that. My brother from another mother hey, did, dude. Boy, you give us some, was it grape? It better have been grape. If it was grape Kool-Aid, the, we, they were standing still for the sure. I, the ironic thing about that is that grape was the flavor used later. Yes. I swear to God, grape was. He had him. <laughs> I'm just saying. He had him. I'm just saying. You put some great Kool Aid in front of a black man, you can get him to do anything you want. Now, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Again, man, I hate saying that. <laughs> you and Dave Chappelle could say that all you want, man, but I can't. I can't. Just saying. I mean, I'm speaking from experience, man. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, he, he was that kid. I mean, if you guys know Sunny Delight commercials here in oh, yeah. America, I offered him. Something like that, and he did take the grape drink that was in the refrigerator. So let me get that grape drink. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so imagine the psychological trauma being put on these people on a nightly basis, and then being actually given something and thinking that you were going to die in mere minutes, just so that it was a lie to get you to to be on Jim Jones' side as a test. So your life was nothing. Wow, it was nothing. So at the same time, Jim Jones began to teach his kids about uh, his own uh, doctrine uh, and way of life in school. Mm -hmm. So they were already picking that up. Also teaching them the Russian language just in case the Russians were to accept them going in asylum from um, Guyana to uh, Russia. Mm. So this is all going on at the same time. And uh, so then Leo Ryan, congressman, wanting to make a flight down to Guyana to visit Jonestown was trying to do that in the process of all this going on and uh, to make sure everyone was okay and to investigate and, and, and see who was going to leave and, and come back. Uh, mounting pressure by the families was forcing the congressman to make a move. So the as he, the family of the people were yeah, telling yeah. them, Hey, go down there. Yeah. They were there. Are. They were there at Capitol Hill all every day in Sacramento, trying to get him to go down. <clears throat> so on November 19th, 1978, so this is a date. Uh -oh. So here we go. Remember this date. Yeah. Leo Ryan plus uh, Congressman Leo Ryan plus 20 to 30 family members of those that are still in the compound came to visit along with camera crews and some reporters. Um, they landed at the port of Guyana and they were quickly escorted by a convoy from Jamestown. Jonestown, sorry. Um, interesting um, enough, there, there was no guns on the members of the convoy. And when they pulled up to the guard shacks that were clearly visible, mm -hmm. there was also no gunmen up there. They were Are just you they were just empty. Yeah. And uh, because Jim had ordered all the weapons and anything illegal to be put away, such as drugs or other things that would be out in the open, that mm. would yeah. So, so he was one step ahead of him. Yeah, and so so he knew. <clears throat> and because the San Francisco people told him that hey, homeboy's coming down, he's gonna bring a posse. And um Basically, he had all of the people dress up the area, putting decorations, making it like a feast. They brought out like all the best foods that they would norm wow. that they would normally not get to eat. You know, because remember these people are probably eating the scraps. They're freaking eating like the whatever vegetation they can grow. But this night they had ham, they had turkey, they <laughs> beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> they had all of it. They had it all. They were all dancing in the middle of the aisles like. Whoa! You I all, believe it. All happy and everything, and uh, Senator, so he, he just put on the front. For he, this. Oh yes, he did. And sen and, and uh, you know, Congressman Ryan was like, "Oh my gosh, like you guys are living it up down here." 
Like everything looks like peachy keen, man. Like I'm having a, you guys are having a great time. Did it convince them? Well, here's the thing. So <clears throat> nothing but smiley faces, but some of the reporters had came down and were talking to some of the family members and some of them weren't as happy. Um, but they were, but they, for the most part, they were like, well, you know, it's hard here, but we're getting through it. But they were, they were showing cracks, you know what I mean? So like, they're like, you know, there's something wrong here. So Jim did not waver, even though he was pressured, but the reporters were kind of satisfied, you know? And, and so even, you know, the, the uh, congressman was, um, but then, uh, all the thing, all things changed when, uh, you know, Congressman Ryan asked a simple question. He said, Jim, we got a long ride back to the airport. Um, we would like to stay here for the night. You know, you guys have a wonderful party set up here for us. I was wondering if me and my companions could sit here for the night. We'll leave early in the morning and take off back for the United States. Jim emphatically said no. Whoa. Yeah. And they said, well, what if we just sleep out in our vehicles in the, um, you know, or find a place to stay outside of the pavilion on the grass or something? You know, maybe we can get some... Um, if you don't have room, maybe some like sleeping bags or something, because again, it's a long ride. We, we, we spent all day here. We're kind of tired. And he said, again, that's not a possibility. Oh. That is not a possibility. <laughs> it is not in Jim Jones's prophecy for you to spend the night here. Now I know you and my wife are the detectives of this one, mm -hmm. but that would definitely strike an alert bell in my head. I think so. Because I think Jim, realize that look i got these people to parade and put on a good face and i think i got the most out of them having them do it another night something's gonna happen mm -hmm. and he was like i just don't trust my people mm -hmm. so um just as they were about to leave however about 12 people came up to some of the reporters and passed them little notes and basically the notes were about the same in writing a little different worded but they basically all came out to about the same thing as, hey, we're not comfortable here. We fear for our lives. Can we come with you? And so they told, you know, Congressman Ryan, then his eyebrow really raised. And he's like, mm. you know what? They were putting on a front. I got fooled. He knew. He knew then that, hey, you know what? Let's bounce. Let's get out of here right now. Like, it's evening time. Let's go. Like, screw they, it. They all left. They all left, and they took those 12 people with them. Wow. So as they as they started to leave and get into the, uh, um, what do you call it in the convoy, one of um, his uh, lieutenants, Leo Ryan, decided to go with him, defect too, and everyone scratched their heads one like of Jim Jones, lieutenant. Yeah, they're like, why is a high ranking officer leaving? Mm. And the congressman that should have set off a red flag, but instead he's like, all that want to come, they can go with us. You know, we're gonna go back. So he jumps in the vehicle with him. And the vehicles speed off, right? So they leave Jonestown. Um, so to this man, uh, or no, before they leave, I'm sorry, what happened right before they left, as they're getting everyone into the vehicle, a man from the crowd said, no one has ever joined Jim Jones and left on their own. And he came up to the uh, congressman, caught him off guard with a knife to his throat. What? And the congressman actually was, like, stunned. Like, he was like, oh, my God. And, like, before his help could come over jim jones like was just like looking at him with a, with a blank stare no reaction whatsoever like his demeanor had changed from mr happy to just like it is what it is 
it's Jim Jones's will if he slices his throat. You know what I mean? What? And they were able to pull him off of him. He didn't do it. And so then that everyone in the entire camp was like, holy crap. And so, so the awkwardness, because you have a thousand people right there, man, still. And you have these small little group wanting to leave that big ass compound. And you just had, I mean, at any time, those people can bum rush him and kill them all. Mm -hmm. But they let him leave. They got into the vehicles and they took off. The 12 people. The 12 people plus the reporters, um, the cameraman, the congressman, his two aides that he had with him. They all took off. Wow. Mm -hmm. So as they took off, um, right away, uh, they they headed towards the airport. Uh, They got to... The airport, they started boarding the planes. And one of the reporters, there's actually camera footage of it, but it's bad camera footage because the cameraman is not able to record what happens as soon as it happens because he shot and killed. What? Yeah, so spoiler alert. As the first few guys get into the plane, Larry Layden, which was a supposed defector, air quotes, jumps into the pilot's seat, and tries to strangle the pilot. Was he one of uh He was Jim a l- lieutenant the of lieutenant. Jim Jones. That's why they were like, why is he leaving? You know, he's one of his most loyal dudes. Yeah. So they didn't pick up on that. He tries to choke out or strangle the pilot. The pilot gets into a fist fight with him. As soon as the people realize what's going on in that plane, they here comes four vehicles with armed guys with machine guns, and they start opening fire. Were yeah. those armed guys part of Leo? Jim Jones. Jim Jones? Yeah. They're, they were his buddies. Dang, man. This mm-hmm. is getting crazy. So uh, right away, uh, let's see, um, Layden jumped on. Like I said, the vehicle showed up The with armed guards. They came out and started shooting at the, at the people. Chaos consumed the airstrip as there was machine gun fire from all sides. Congressman Leo Ryan, reporter Don Harris, the cameraman who actually has that, if you look it up on YouTube, He's recording as he's being shot and killed. What? Yeah, you see him. You see the camera fall over and it stays still because he's dead. Dang. He gets shot in the head and the chest. So he's like that before he hits the ground. Yeah. Um, Because he's he's videotaping the two groups get on the two small planes. And then that's when you see the vehicles come up and these guys just hop out and start shooting like it's A-Team or something. But they're hitting their targets on like (laughs) A-Team. So it's jacked up. So Don Harris, the cameraman, like I said, he dies. Photographer Bob Brown, he dies. Uh, Craig Robinson, also a photographer. And the defector, one of the defectors, um, Patricia Parks, was killed within seconds. So as the gunfire is going off, everyone else is scattering behind, uh, behind vehicles or there's a nearby jungle by the airport. They just run into the freaking jungle. Um all the other people that were on board, like I said, got away from the, the gunfire, but they were hit. a lot. I guess almost all of them, if not all of them, were wounded somehow. Um, the gunfire stopped just a few minutes later because the Guy- Guyana military w- raced over to the airport when they heard about the shooting. And so the, the fleeing temple people took off and headed back for the compound while the Guyana airport uh, or the military came over to, to you know... Uh, calm the situation, mm-hmm. try to save lives. They were actually doing their part. Um, so the defector, Larry Layton, that was his lieutenant that was trying to sabotage everything. The funny thing about him was he's the one that started the coup 
and he got knocked out by the pilot. The pilot turned the tables on him and beat Dang. the and beat the crap out of him. So, Good for him. So when they found him, he was already passed out. Like the the pilot had beaten the snot out of him. Good so, for him and that pilot, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the uh, after they took control, uh, they found out that you know the temple people had told them, I guess a few days earlier that CIA agents were coming from America, and so Guyana really wasn't a fan of C- the. The United States, mm-hmm. so they were skeptical of those people, but then they found out, no, wait a minute, the temple's the evil people. These people were the good people. So they wound up calling the FBI, the United States government. And, oh, dang. And they were like, hey, you know, your one of your congressmen was just killed. Like, you need to come down here and do something. There's a, a huge amount of pe- uh, your people down here. You, there could be a war break, breaking out. We're going to have to try to handle things, too, because... It's on our soil. Oh, dang. It's turning into a humongous it's getting, thing. It's getting real. Yeah, it's now an international thing now. So um, that's why the FBI was called in. Yeah, that's why the government, everybody was on hand. Like the, the Guyanese gar- government or Guyana government was uh, in on it. So as this happened, the drivers got back to the compound mm-hmm. and they whispered in his ear and he called a white knight at that very moment. And he came out. And uh, he came out to the pavilion. Everyone came out there. The sirens went off. He gets on there, and he says, the senator was killed. Wow. And then this is what uh, – I'm going to play the audio right here, and then we'll get into the specifics. So here's the audio. How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. But in spite of all of that I've tried, a handful of our people with their lives have made our life impossible. There's no way to detach ourselves from what's happened today. He sounds cool, Not calm, and collective. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, we'll see how I, it goes. I, I can I, I can see how he can draw the audience attention. Oh shoot! Hold on a second. I pressed the wrong thing. I should hit pause. It's gonna start over. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Now I know what to do. I, I got it now. It's yeah. still it's still recording. Right. Just uh, okay. hit me up again when when you're ready again. Okay. How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. But in spite of all of that I've tried, a handful of our people with their lives have made our life impossible. There's no way to detach ourselves from what's happened today. Not only yeah, he sounds cool, calm, and collective. Yeah, he does. Unfortunately, it's just he's gonna get into a mode where all things are gonna happen right here, and uh, he's preaching to remember all these people that are just sitting on the underneath the or in front of the pavilion while he sits underneath the you know the the sun shaded area, just sucking it all in. Pretty much. Compound situation. All right. Not only are there those who have left and committed the betrayal of the century, 
some have stolen children from others and they're in pursuit right now to kill them because they stole their children. And we, we are sitting here waiting on a powder keg. I don't think this is what we want to do with our babies. I don't think that's what we had in mind to do with our babies. It was said by the greatest of prophets from time immemorial, no man lay, takes my life from me, I lay my life down. So to, to sit here and wait for the catastrophe that's going to happen on that airplane, it's going to be a catastrophe. Almost happened here. Almost happened. The congressman was nearly killed here. But you can't steal people's children. You can't take off with people's children without expecting a violent reaction. Hold on, and, hold on. Yeah, yeah. He said you can't steal other people's children, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what he did? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, as as we move on, like with this audio, you're going to hear some disturbing things. But you're absolutely correct. His biggest selling point to these people is, we have a lot of children here. You don't want these the government to take your children and lock you up. Instead, he's like what you said. He's going to kill them and take take their lives as well. I mean. Come on, this guy right here, man, and and and, and I thought I talked with a list. He 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 got me beat. Oh yeah, that was part of his uh, charisma. A, bruh, he probably spit it on everybody in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like at Sea World when they had the uh, you know the the splash zone in the first two rows. Yeah, that's that's, that's in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's not so unfamiliar to us either. If we, even if we were Judeo-Christian, if we weren't communists, the world, the kingdom, suffers violence, and the violence shall take it by force. If we can't live in peace, then let's die in peace. We've been so betrayed. We have been so terribly betrayed. But we tried, and this Jack Beam often said, I don't know where he's at right this moment, where's Jack? He said, if this only worked one day, it was worthwhile. <laughs> What's going to happen here in a matter of a few minutes is that one of those people on that plane is going to, going to shoot the pilot. I know that. I didn't plan it, but I know it's going to happen. They're going to shoot that pilot, and down comes that plane into the jungle and we had better not have any of our children left when it's over because they'll parachute in here on us i'm telling you just as plain as i know how to tell you i've never lied to you i never have lied to you i know that what's that <laughs> he said i never have lied to you oh yeah <laughs> but did you get that part though where he said uh he said, right now, he's all, someone's going to stab that pilot and that plane's going to go down. I didn't plan it. I didn't plan it. Yeah, you did. You did oh, yeah, plan yeah. it. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> exactly. He's going to be like, I don't take responsibility for that man. I didn't plan it. So he knows of something that's, that's going to happen. Uh, huh? Yeah, that's, that's that person who hits somebody in the back of the head and then puts his hand behind his back. It wasn't me. Yeah, exactly. And, and so this is like another what 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 you called it uh oxymoron, you know what I mean? Good grief. Wow.
back. This guy is uh This guy's what? Yeah, this guy is uh he's a piece of crap. Uh, yeah, let's just put it like that. He's just a piece of crap. Oh yeah, you're gonna hate him more and more as this audio continues. Oh Lord, here we go. That's what's gonna happen. That's what he intends to do, and he will do it. He'll do it. Fortunately, being so bewildered with many, many pressures on my brain, seeing all these people behave so treasonous, it was just too much for me to put together. But uh, uh, I now know what he was telling me, and it'll happen. If the plane gets in the air, even. So my opinion is that we be kind to children and be kind to seniors and take the portion like they used to take in ancient Greece and step over quietly because we are not committing suicide. It's a revolutionary act. We can't go back. They won't leave us alone. They're now going back to tell more lies, which means more congressmen. And there's no way, no way we can survive. Anybody wish? Anyone that has any dissenting opinion, please speak. Yes. You can have an opportunity, but if our children are left, we are going to have them butchered. We can make a strike, but we'll be striking against people that we, we don't want to strike against. We want, we'd like to get people who cause this stuff and some if some people here are, are prepared to know how to do that you go in town and get Timothy Stone but there's no plane there's no plane you can't catch a plane in time he's responsible for it he brought these people to us he and Deanna Myrtle but people in San Francisco will not not be idle over this and not take our death in vain, wow. you know. Yes, Christine. Is it too late for Russia? Here's why it's too late for Russia. They killed. They started to kill. That's why it makes it too late for Russia. Otherwise, I'd said, Russia, you bet your life. But it's too late. I can't control these people. They're out there. They've gone with their guns. And it's too late. What's that? This fool, man, mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to convince. I mean, at least she stood up. You know, you know, well, not stood up, but you know, she's. It shows that she ain't buying it. You know, like, hey, hold on. You know, what about the Russia plan? But this fool, he's just despicable, man. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell he wants to see everybody die. I mean, if you know, we were talking about Russia earlier in the story. And, you know, she's going to mm. stick up for the whole situation. And you'll see her. She makes some valid points. Yeah. And once we kill anyone. What were you going to say? No, I said, let's see what else she had to say then. Body. At least that's the way I've always, I've always put my lot with you. If one of my people do something, it's me. And they say I don't have, I don't have to take the blame for this, but I, I don't I don't live that way. They said deliver up Ujara who tried to get the man back here, Ujara whose wife mother has been lying on him and lying on him and trying to break up this family, and they've all agreed to kill us by any means necessary. You think I'm going to deliver them, Ujara? Not on your life. No. No, you're not going. You're not going. You're not going. 
I can't live that way. I cannot live that way. I've lived with for all and I'll die for all. I've been living on hope for a long time, Christine. I appreciate it. you've always been a very good agitator. I like agitation because you got to see two sides of one issue, two sides of a question. But what those people are going to get done, what they get through, will make our life worse than hell. Will make us make the Russians not accept us when they get through lying. They told so many lies between there and that truck that we are we are done in as far as any other alternative. Well, I said let's make an air lift to Russia. That's what I say. I don't think nothing is impossible. Well, how are we going to believe it? How are you going to airlift to Russia? Well, I thought he, they said if we got in an emergency, they gave you a code to let them know. No, they did. They gave us the code that they'd let us know of an issue, not us create an issue for them. They said if we, if they saw the country coming down, they'd create, they'd give us the code. They give us a code. You can check on there and see if it's on the code. You can check with Russia to see if they'll take us in immediately, otherwise we die. I don't know what else you say to these people. But to me, death is not and death is not a fearful thing. It's living this treachery. I have never, 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 never seen anything like this before in my life. I've never seen people take the law and do in their own hands and provoke us and try to purposely agitate murder of children. There's no you, Christine, it's just not, it's not worth living like this. Not worth living like this. I think really that there were too few who left for 1,200. What happened? He really tried to convince them to off themselves. Yeah, he's like, we don't want them to murder our kids, but let's murder our kids. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. What is yeah, man. But this lady, this this lady's actually standing up to her, standing up to him, though. I, I respect that. Yeah, and she's going to make a really valid point right here, uh, talking about the ratio of people that left doesn't constitute the people that are going to die. Mm. Wanted people to give them their lives for those people that left. You know how many left? Mm, twenty odd. That's that's a small twenty odd. Come, come twenty come odd. Back. Had to what year? 20 odd. But what's going to happen when they don't leave? I hope that they could leave, but what's going to happen when they, do, when they don't leave? You mean the people here? Yeah, what's going to happen to us when they don't leave, when they get on the plane and the plane goes down? I don't think it'll go down. You don't think it'll go down? I, I wish I could tell you you were right, but I'm right. There's one man there who blames... <laughs> And rightfully so, Debbie Blakey for the murder, for the murder of his mother, and he'll he'll stop that pilot by any means necessary. He'll do it. That plane will come out of the air. There's no way you fly a plane without a pilot. I wasn't speaking about that plane. I was speaking about the plane for us to go to Russia. How? <laughs> yeah. Got him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he sure did. He, yeah, he was speechless. He was speechless. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I, I didn't think you were that smart, woman." <laughs> yeah. See, he was welcoming. I mean, her. she's making valid points, though. Yeah, she is, and he was welcoming her at first. You know, like, "Hey, uh, 
come up here and talk to me. Nope. Like she, she, she railed him, dude. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like this lady. Yeah. Let's carry. Let's carry on here. Russia. Do you think Russia's going to want? No, not going to. not. You think Russia's going to want us with all this stigma? We had we, we had some value, but now we don't have any value. Well, I don't see it like that. I mean, I feel like that as long as there's life, there's hope. That's my faith. Well, some everybody dies. Someplace that hope runs out because everybody dies. Take your jar. Can you let them take your jar? What's that? You mean you want to see John, the little one, the king? I want to see. They love me. Yeah, see, she, she fired back. Like, you want to see your son die? And he's getting pissed because he's like, hey, if my son was here, he'd die too. <laughs> but he's not, though. You're not there. Yeah. Because his son was playing basketball at this time. He snuck out to play ball, so he wasn't in the community at the time. I mean, good thing he was playing ball. Because mm-hmm. clearly, dad had an arterial uh, motive. Oh, yeah. It gives new meaning to that term, ball is life. It literally <laughs> was for him. <laughs> Serious. I like what you did there, Ty. See? <laughs> exactly. I but... like what you did there, man. <laughs> Yeah, this, but right here she pissed off the crowd, so they're taking obviously. Yeah, you can hear, you can hear. I mean, the the the, the audio is kind of bad for you know the era it's in, but you can hear in the background commotion after she said what she said. Oh yeah, basically, you questioning the father? Exactly. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> questions the father. <laughs> no wait, wait. No one questions Jim Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Jones does not deserve to be questioned. <laughs> Or as he likes to say, Jim Jones doesn't deserve to be questions. So suffering fuck a task. I know, right? Half many. Yeah. I just spit all over my mic. Oh man. So what happens next, man? Let's hear it. Are you saying that you think he thinks more of them than other children here? John, That's John, what you're, you're acting. Do you think I'd put John's life above others? If I put John's life above others, I wouldn't be standing with his jaw. I'd send John out, out. He could go out on the driveway tonight. Because he's young. They're young. I know, but he's no, he's no different to me than any of these children here. He's just one of my children. I don't prefer one above another. I don't prefer him above you, Jara. I can't do that. I can't separate myself from your actions or his actions. If you'd done something wrong, I'd stand with you. If they wanted to come and get you, they'd have to take me. All ready to go. If you tell us we have to give our lives now, we're ready. I'm pretty sure all the rest of the brothers are with me. Oh, months I've tried to keep this thing from happening, but... I now see it's the will, it's the will of sovereign being that this happened to us. That we lay down our lives in protest against what's being done. That we lay down our lives to protest in what's being done. Yes, my love. At one time, I felt just like Christine felt. But after today, I don't feel anything because 
the biggest majority of the people that left here were white. And I know it really hurt my heart. Because broke your heart, didn't it? Broke it? my heart to think that all of these years that these white people have been with us and they're not a part of us. So we might as well end it now because I don't see. The congressman has been murdered. No convulsions with it. It's just simple. Just please get it. Before it's too late, the GDF will be here. I tell you, get moving, get moving, get moving. So as she was talking, a gentleman walked up and said, hey, the congressman's been murdered. So the, the job is done. So right away he tells his minions, hey, get the barrels of Kool-Aid. Let's let these people drink. And there you go. And now he's 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 ready to get it going, huh? Yeah, he's going to be literally looking out of a crowd of a thousand or more people into a crowd of a thousand more people and watch them slowly start to kill their children uh, and their elderly before they off themselves. Sad, man. And this is a poison that is not uh, fast moving. It takes a few, it, it's, in some cases, it takes five to 10 minutes, and he's going to describe it painfully as something that's real easy it's going to be quick and it's not so that time or earlier when you said hey however many times i've never lied to you he's lying to them here and it's it's violent for some of the people that die um with convulsions and all other kinds of things because their lungs collapse Mm -hmm. other violent things happen to their insides as they're dying so this is not an easy way to die Mm. So I think cyanide would have been a better option, but they didn't have it. So man, bleach and pine saw or something. Yeah. Something that'll get you quick, but this is yeah. not, this is not a quick uh, remedy for death. It's death, but at a slow rate. Well, let's hear it. Don't be afraid to die. You feel if these people land out here, they'll, they'll torture some of our children here. They'll torture our people. They'll torture our seniors. We cannot have this. Are you going to separate yourself from whoever shot the congressman? I don't know who shot him. It's hard. It's hard. It's only at first. Only at first is it hard. It's hard only at first. Living, you're looking at death. It only looks, living is much, much more difficult. Raising up every morning and not knowing what's going to be the nice bringing. It's much more difficult. It's much more difficult. I just want to uh, say something to everyone that I see that is standing around and uh, crying. This is nothing to cry about. This is something we should all rejoice about. We should be happy about this. They always tell us. Now, this chick is psycho. Bruh, how you going to tell somebody how they they not to react? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Because obviously at this time, this chick and the father haven't taken any of the the poison. And they're literally, you hear kids in the background say no, because they're mm-hmm. getting the, the juice shoved down their throat. And then, they're, you know, their parents are pretty much killing them. And people are dying around, you know, seniors are probably drinking like, oh, I got a drink for the father. And, you know, they're dying and this idiot right here is pumping up the crowd, what's left of it, and, and Jim Jones as well. I mean, it's incredibly psycho. Yeah. 
And what do you think about it? I mean, it's just it's just crazy how gullible some people can be. I mean, I get it. They probably didn't have anything, and he got they got brainwashed to con- and, and convinced that this guy is Jesus himself. But like that one woman who was standing up for herself. And she even saw, like, wait a minute, you know, there's, there's a different route. Like, we don't have to do this. Like, why? why? And to hear a ha- more than half of the congregation, or whoever you want to call them, arguing with her, like, nope, if Jim Jones says we got to jump off this Empire State Building, then then we're going to jump off this. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> he really literally had them eating out of his hands, literally. Yeah, he he had them on some final destination stuff, and they didn't. Man. even know it. Yeah. Well, here's a more some more gut wrenching sound. Ugh. We can cry when you're coming into this world. Well, when we're living and we're living it peaceful, I think we should be we should be happy about this. I was just thinking about Jim Jones. He just has suffered and suffered and suffered. Oh, yes. he, he is the only God, and he don't even have a chance to enjoy his death here. And I wanted to say one more thing. This is one thing I want to say. God, Jesus gone, there's many more here. He still, well, he, that's not all of us. That's not all yet. That's just a few that has got a chance to get to the one that they could tell their story to, their lives to. It's tragic what happened to these people, but hearing her voice, I don't particularly care that she offed herself. To be honest, Concur. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I, I, I'm that like you said, you know, she's telling people not to cry. Yeah, if that's how you feel, if you felt that this was the best time of your life, maybe Jim Jones did some things for you or gave you special privileges. I don't know, but that's your life. You can't dictate how other people should feel, especially in a. Okay, that's one thing. You know, nobody wants to experience death. Nobody wants to see death. But they got all of that. They saw death. They experienced death, and they saw death coming. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. It's you true. can't tell somebody how to react. Hmm. Well, here we'll hear some more psychotic stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be 
alive today. I just like to thank Dad because he was the only one that stood up for me when I needed him. And thank you, Dad. I'm glad you're my brothers and sisters, and I'm glad to be here. Okay. Please, for God's sakes, let's get on with it. We've lived, we've lived as no other people have lived and loved. We've had as much of this world as you're going to get. Let's just be done with it. Let's be done with the agony of it. It's far, far harder to have to watch you every day die slowly. And from the time you're a child to the time you get gray, you're dying. Get calm, let's get calm. To us, we had nothing we could do. We can't, we can't separate ourselves from our own people. No way I'm going to do it. I, I refuse. I don't know who fired the shot. I don't know who killed the congressman. But as far as I'm concerned, I killed him. You understand what I'm saying? I killed him. Duh. Of course you did. You told exactly the guy what to do and how to kill him. So I mean, exactly, you killed him, buddy. Guilty. Um, what's disturbing on that is you hear those screams. That part. Yeah. These are these. This is a guy telling people to to calm down and just to do it, and he's trying to motivate these people to kill their own kids. I mean, uh, when I heard when I heard the little girl or little kid right now mm-hmm. i literally shook it's disturbing it's disturbing and what also is disturbing is he's agitated let's yeah. go hurry up let's get it over with come on stop wasting time let's let's we're, we're, this world has nothing to offer let's go let's come on man yeah you can feel that all you want i mean I'm one of these people that, you know, I get really pissed off when I see these family annihilators, when you see a murder suicide, like when a family in the suburbs, a Mm. guy kills his entire family because Mm -hmm. he got laid off or he wasn't feeling like life was worth living. Why Mm -hmm. take your kids out? Why take your wife out? You know, take yourself out. Like, like, why does everyone else have to get punished? And this guy punished so many people. This is sad. It is. Very frustrating. He had no business coming. I told him not to. Respect die with a degree of dignity. Lay down your life with dignity. Don't lay down with tears and agony. It's nothing to death. It's like Max said. It's just stepping over in another plane. Don't, don't be this way. Stop this hysteric. This is not the way for people who are socialists and communists to die. No way for us to die. We must die with some dignity. Soon we'll have no choice. Now we have some choice. You think they're going to allow this to be done and allow us to get by with it? Must be insane. Children, it's just something to put you to rest. Oh, God. Mother, 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 please. Mother, please, 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 don't, don't do this, don't do this. 
Get down your life with your child, but don't do this. Free at last. See, keep your emotions down. Keep your emotions down. How you gonna tell somebody? Not hurt if you be if you be quiet. If you be quiet. That's all we have on the audio. What were we gonna say? How you gonna tell somebody to keep your emotions down when you seeing your loved ones and seeing several other people, <laughs> and like you said, not going out, going out peacefully, going out in agony. Mm-hmm. This yeah, man is sick. Because I mean, if they're that in tune to what he's saying, they're believing that yeah, it's going to be a real quick death. It's going to be stepping into the other side. But they're seeing their kids convulsing, having pain, probably just, I mean, if you've seen um, some of these movies where, you know, the person's eyeballs, you know, they're, you know, they uh, turn absolutely red because they're suffocating, you know, right mm-hmm. in front of, you know, there's, there's like Game of Thrones. I don't know if you ever watch that, but the uh, jo- King Joffrey, when he dies, like one of the most. Oh, yeah, famous, yeah, yeah. I did see that part. The famous death scenes, you know, when his vein pops out in his forehead and you know, his eyes like completely go red and, and his pupils go way high. I mean, it was a great piece of acting, but he's convulsing from the mouth. And I, that's how I kind of imagine it, but longer. You know, that death scene took about a minute or two. These kids are dying for a while. And probably that mom is freaking out because, like you said, it's taking too long and, and she's seeing her, her child suffer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine what these people are going through. I can only try to like picture it in your you know in my head what is actually going on but you're listening to people die and, and kids at first you know and you know what i have a feeling this idiot didn't even drink it well well let's get to that so with okay. the audio being done you've heard some of the brainwashed people mm-hmm. you've heard what happened to the kids unfortunately the elderly were just passing on slowly apparently mm-hmm. um out of t- almost 1,200 there, there were some that were shot and killed by some of the armed guards because they fled. Uh, you know, m- Mainly those towards the back of the crowd kind of took off and said, screw this. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them did make it into the forest, and you can find their YouTube stories on uh, – or their stories on YouTube, which I will post a couple of them to um, our page. Well, that's uh, good for them. Yeah, there are survivor stories, and it's – pretty horrific what they have to say and what they saw um oh good i guarantee you i i i bet you almost half are atheists or don't believe in no kind of religion whatsoever oh you're right you're right on because i mean how could you after something like this right yeah they've they've written some uh books as well about uh, anti-religion and everything wow um so yeah so a good majority got away, uh, I'd say about like a third of the crowd, but the, unfortunately the number, the total number of deaths when the government of Guyana finally got in there, I believe in the, the next morning, mm-hmm. um, was a total of 918. 918 people? Yes. God. 300 of which were children under the age of 15. See, man. Yeah, that's 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 disturbing. It is very disturbing. 
Um, Jim Jones, you mentioned didn't drink the drink. What happened? He didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Interesting. Interestingly enough. Little bastard. He didn't get away, though. Oh, really? He was found in his chair that he was talking to that you heard, Mm -hmm. but with a gun shot to the back of his head. Mm. So he did not have... Now, one of two things happened, but I, I tend to believe it was number two. Number one, people tend to think that one of his armed guards got tired of people dying and realized what was going on off him and then took off into the jungle. Mm-hmm. Number two is uh, people think, or, or I, I, I tend to think that he just, like you said, was too chicken to drink and he told his guard to shoot him because the angle that the, the gun, the bullet went in was, is impossible to shoot yourself with on an angle. And then he had no gun residue on his hand because they checked, they they wanted to see if this dude pulled a Hitler and just, you know, shot himself in the head. Um, he didn't. So mm. one of his minions or someone right there offed him, whether it was on purpose or the guy murdered him. He died a he look. Let's just put it this way: he died a far better death than those kids. Absolutely, because he he didn't he don't even know he died. Most likely, yeah. Yeah, it was probably instantly. He was probably spitting out stuff still with a lisp and then got shot in the head. Ugh. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it was number one. One of the guards saw everything happening and then just blasted him in the back of the head. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping because, you know, for him to condone this uh massacre and he is the reason behind it he's responsible for all 900 and he including the uh, congress people he's responsible to to see him enjoy this yeah man he didn't deserve to live exactly and he's also um responsible for about another dozen deaths up in san francisco that people were listening to the uh radio cast up in the headquarters and in Mm -hmm. his office. And most of the people that were in his office that day shot themselves. Are you serious? Yeah. Or they took some sort of poison to die up there too. So they found dead bodies up in Frisco too. See, man. Yeah. They just, you know, and, and the, the fortunate thing is this could have been a whole lot worse. You still had two, 2000 or more parishioners that could have been down there. Had they not tightened up the border had they not tried to stop them from migrating so much, mm-hmm. you, you could have had a death toll over 3,000. Like some similar to what happened at the World Trade, you could have had that many people die. Good Lord. Yep. What a massacre, dude. And he, I, and I'm quite sure he, his head has uh, all those bodies on him. Mm hmm. Yeah. He, um, unfortunately, it's one of these things that, um, a madman set out with a dream and unfortunately he accomplished it. You know, there's a lot of madmen in history that have wanted to do certain things and not quite gotten there or were stopped or started, but didn't finish. Jim Jones did what he wanted to do, man. 
I think in the well, end he did what he wanted to do. He he proved a statement like he's going to live in infamy for forever. And what about his family? Uh, his family all, um, with the exception of his son, the one that was playing basketball, they all died. His wife was there. She drank the Kool Aid too. Oh Lord. Yeah. Mm. His other kids were were there as well. Um. They brought those big C whatever 100s or whatever those are called, those big U.S. military planes mm-hmm. down there. And I forgot how many of them that they filled up with just bodies. Oh, to, I bet it stank. Yep, to bring home. I mean, they had U.S. military in those big white hazmat suits. getting Ugh. Because cause at the Guyana has uh, weather comparable to Miami, Florida. So at the time of year when, when all those people – committed suicide it was hot and humid i bet it stank yeah it took a few days for the americans to get all those bodies out of there god yeah that's sad man yep very sad i mean the thousands of people that he affected that weren't um casualties became casualties emotionally because of all the lost loved ones man I hope that lady who actually has has the guts to stand up to him. I hope she was one of the survivors. If she wasn't, at least she went out with. She's the only one that went out with dignity. If she, you know, lost her life that day, she did lose her life that day. Dang. But um, but you're right. I mean, um, as much as she had the conviction, she still drank the Kool Aid. Ah. Hmm. Well. At least she stood up for herself. Yeah, her voice will live on. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Ugh. to hear some of the stories, though, last thing for me about the survivors and what their life was prior and to the event and during the event, it's pretty horrific. Mm-hmm. So um, I do encourage those that enjoyed the story or at least were intrigued by the story um, to check that out. You go on YouTube, type in Jonestown. Jonestown Survivors. Survivors or um I'll post the links um on the uh for for uh on here on, on the Podbean and other forms of um podcasting and then I'll put it on the Facebook page. Sweet, man. Sweet. Yeah. Well I guess that is it, sir. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Man. Uh, what an interesting story, Todd. I, I had no idea Jim Jones uh, was very infamous for being, I would say he's got the most body counts of any killer that we've done, right? He's got the most. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think we will touch another um, murder with that high of death count, you know, or, or kill count, um, you know, yeah. We might, you know, like we, you know, Jeff, Jeff got into uh, the 40s or almost 50 with the Green River Killer. You know, we've talked about the, um, you know, the Golden State Killer and things like that. But, yeah, we're not going to hit any kind of numbers like this. Yeah. And even though he didn't physically kill anybody, he killed them. Yeah, he's responsible. He's responsible. Yeah. So, what a bastard. Exactly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the ending of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. This was uh, part two of the Jonestown uh, Massacre, the story of Jim Jones. Yep. So thank you, Todd, for breaking that down. And uh, 
before we sign off, we we'll let you guys know where you can find us. Once again, you can go to our Instagram and Facebook page, type in the grinding true crime. If you want to listen to us when you're jogging or doing whatever you want to uh, go to Podbean, Spotify, anchors, iTunes, and Pandora and listen to us. And for those listening to us outside of the country, we greatly appreciate you to continue to listen to us outside the country. Go to Podchaser, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. And if you want to buy some merchandise, merchandise, go to redbubble.com. That's R-E-D-B-U-B-B-L.com. And type in Todd Fox 80. That's T-O-D-D-F-O-X 80. And buy some merchandise courtesy of Grinding True Crime. And as always, leave a five-star like. Well, with that being said, this was uh, this is the end of the show. And this is your boy, Maddie Matt, along with our narrator for today. Todd Fox. And Gabby wasn't here once again, so she'll be back next week. So it was just us two, but I know you guys missed her. So uh, we're signing off. Oh, yeah, she usually says toodles, right? Yeah, she doesn't say toodles, but no toodles today. So I'm just ending with peace. Yeah, I'm not going to do the preacher because, yeah, he's dead. So back to y'all come back now, you hear? (laughs)